Hi, welcome to another episode of It's Kind of Spooky. Uh, I'm your host, Charles Somerville, uh, joined by my sister again, uh, Katie Heiss. It is a, it's been a, it's been a long week. Yeah, uh, I think me and Katie can both agree that it's been a very, very long week. So us being able to sit down and start off our, uh, the good old month of October with uh, stack ranking the best uh, Friday the 13th movies is going to be a real pleasure. Um, yeah. I've been looking so, forward uh, to fighting you about this for like a week and a half now. Yeah, me and Katie have very differing opinions on uh, these movies and what, which out of the what, 11 movies? There's um, 12, but mm-hmm. only 10 that we're looking at. Yeah, so we're not looking at, uh, it's Freddy versus Freddy versus Jason and the uh, 2009 the remake. remake. Yep. Sorry, yeah. Jared Padalecki. Yeah. That's the criteria. That means Jason X is full on the table. But we have wildly different opinions on most of these. Uh, so this should be interesting. Um, if I sound a little congested or anything like that, uh, the weather has changed officially in Houston. And I am dealing with the pollen of it all. It's your first uh, fall in in South Texas, so you're getting ready to find out exactly what it is you're allergic to that's in the air down there, huh? Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I just got to keep telling myself it's not COVID, it's it's allergies. Right. But yeah, so um, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. All right. So first of all, what are our criteria? Like when we're talking about the best Friday the 13th movies, are you talking about cinematography? Are you talking about the writing? Are you talking about the directing? So uh, the way I rank a good movie, uh, especially a horror movie, especially a slasher horror movie, because they are um, stereotypically not well-written. That is pretty much the standard, uh, with a few exceptions. Usually it's the first in the line of the trilogy or the uh, series, because they're usually a series. I rank it as, was it enjoyable to watch? Uh, Like, did it entertain me? Were the kills creative? Were the special effects good? How, like, can I sit through the movie without having to skip through dialogue? Because you're a skipper. And I will force myself, I will, if if a movie is making me so uncomfortable or bored or whatever that I can't, like, sit through it all, which mm-hmm. someone with such evident ADHD as I am, you can imagine that's a tough standard. But I just don't watch it. I, I, I lose interest and I go off to do other things. So, um, which is going to come into play in this list, that there is a couple of these where I was like, oop, look, something else to do. Um, but uh, yeah. but you're a but that's like You will just sit and sift through for the good bits. Well, yeah, so here's the thing, right? Um, I get, like... If the dialogue is interesting or if, like, uh, it doesn't pertain to the plot and it's not a part of a subplot, it's just something they put in there to buffer for whatever, then I don't, I don't really care about it. Case in point, uh, I don't know if you've watched the Amazon Prime series, The Boys. Nathan has. Uh, I, okay, so, like, the first few episodes of it, they're, to me, I think it's a good show. It just, um, the subject matter just... I guess I wasn't in the right headspace to watch a super heroine being like 
coerced into a sketchy sexual situation and it just it just didn't hit right to me when I watched it the first time and now I get the heebie-jeebies every time I watch it so I just don't Um, yeah but so um so here's the thing is I like the I read the comics the boys I've read all of it which the comics are substantially worse uh like by a mile they are worse worse Um, as in worse quality or worse as in subject matter subject matter okay uh like uh i'm not gonna ruin anything on it but uh and what amazon did when they originally released the first season of the boys like last year is they released everything all at once which was great which is how i prefer like stuff like that to be done but this year they're doing it every friday uh and here's the issue with that is the boys has so much stuff going on in it that it has a bunch of subplots and actual plots I skipped through most of the episode of The Boys to get to the plot I actually care about. Because there's a lot of subplot stuff that I already know about. Okay. Because, so, I okay. To the, so I skip to the stuff that I don't know about. Or the stuff that I still find interesting. So you're not saying well, that you think The Boys is bad. You're just saying that that's an example of, like, if you hadn't read the comics and you were skipping to a subplot I'm, or a plot line you liked, then... Oh, no, I still would skip. See, the thing is, with TV shows like The Boys that have the long, like, there's a bunch of different shit going on. They need to be released all of uh, That way you can just, I don't, like, the thing that made me mad about it is, like, I understand that you can't just do the same plot continuously across. Otherwise, your season's done in, like, three episodes. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, is because I have to wait to see the plot I actually care about every week on a show that has, like, two other plots that are going to run at the same time, I don't want to watch it now. I like I, I just won't watch the boys until it's done. Wait, yeah, we'll just wait until it's all out and watch it all at once. Yeah, but that's what Man, makes me mad. Is I like hated Westworld. I didn't watch Westworld. Oh, dude, you should. But I know what it's about. Just... I know how it ends. Like I, I watch the recaps on it. When oh. when TV shows do that, I watch the recaps. That way, I'm still up to date on pop culture. But I don't have to wait and be bored for an hour to see something like uh, thirty minutes or like 45 minutes see 15 minutes see so do i get to go out on a limb here and tell the audience that that right there might be why you have such different opinions of things as i do because i like i force myself to sit through them whether i like them or not and then i have a judgment at the end of it whereas you're like screw this i'm gonna watch the clips and <laughs> well no here's the thing is i like i watched i watched all the friday the 13th movies all the way through without skipping uh because when i originally watched them I didn't have that option, uh, uh, but now that I do have the option, I still watch them all the way through because I have them on as like background noise a yeah. lot. Oh yeah. But but I still I still sit in them all. I still like I have evaluated them in their full totality. So this is my actual judgment on these. That being said, there are a lot of horror movies that when I saw them in theaters, I wanted to be like, hey you and and the thing. Can't, can you skip, like, can you press, like, the 15-second button? Yeah, can we like, just get goes good through, shit? Can we do, no, just, like, 15 seconds. I don't need this dialogue because I, I know it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so I, you said we had drastically different opinions. And I don't think our opinions are actually that drastic until you get to the good end of the list. <laughs> it's, it's deciding what order to put the good ones in was where things got contentious. But we could agree on the lower end of the scale, so I think it's time to jump in, Charlie. Okay. All right, number 10 out of 10. Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. 
Yeah, so Jason Goes to Hell, Final Friday 1, it's a lie. It's neither final nor is it enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, what uh, what one was that in the actual listing? I believe it's part eight. Yeah, so there's two more movies no, after that. No, part nine. nine. So there's one more know. movie after I that. I should have done, I should have pulled up the, like, chronological list. You, you talk, fucking... I'm going to do that real quick. <laughs> You fucking amateur. They, okay, none of the titles of these things matter. Yeah. So, so uh, here's why. Tell, like, unless it says part three, like, I don't know. Here's okay. So here's why uh, Jason Goes to Hell is on the bottom of the list. One, it is a movie that is almost entirely without Jason Voorhees in it. Secondly, it introduces the Voorhees curse, which has never been mentioned in any prior movie. It like the one saving grace of it is it cameos the Necronomicon from um, Evil Dead. Thank you. I had a thing in my throat. Um, but um, oh, I have I've a had little this... ash plushie behind me. So yeah, I've had this weird cough like this entire week where like if I don't drink enough like water, it just like closes my throat up. I think I'm dying. Um, but so it does that. Jason turns out to be a weird demon slug that takes over people's bodies. He has this like niece cousin uh, that's in it that only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees, which doesn't quite make any sense because I'm like, I'm pretty sure Pamela Voorhees took her husband's last name. She seems like that old school where that's what she would have done. So like a lot of this doesn't make any sense. Uh, like the movie just, and one, it was shot by what a full, a first time director, um, who is super, he was like super young, shot by a first time director, and it's just not entertaining. Yeah, um, it, it is the ninth one out of ten chronologically. Um, and so my problem with this one is this is one where I can say this was a victim of the ADHD problem where I forced myself to sit through it, but it went in one eye. And out the back, or in my eyes, out the back of my skull, there was zero retention. I kind of thought it was a fever dream because so many of the themes and things brought up in it were, like, out of left field and kind of, you don't get to introduce new concepts like only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees and things like that uh, in the ninth installment of a series and have me accept it. I'm like, nah, you should have been baiting that one from the get-go, or at least, like, the third installment, or, you yeah. know, like, try to act like you planned it or whatever but um see so to do that on like movie nine i'm just like okay look something else to do so yeah so here's the thing like i honestly think they could introduce magic as a method of killing jason and i would believe that yeah right fun fact magic it, superman has three canonical weaknesses uh red sun radiation because it makes him a normal because people uh, normal kryptonian which people always seem to forget Superman by Kryptonian average like standards on his own planet is average. Like he's not special. You mean there's an entire planet out there that looks like Henry Cavill? There's an entire Crow? planet. There's an entire planet of people who look better than them because they were average. They were above average in intelligence, but they were average physically. Yeah, think about that. I'm more um, Krypton all over again. Okay, continue. Um. 
magic, red sun radiation, kryptonite. Magic because you have to have magical abilities to defend it. Now the tangent, I apologize. And that's I'm very you passionate. Talk about Superman on a Friday the 13th podcast, Charlie. <laughs> I'm very passionate about very specific things. Um, that being said, so on top of that, uh, like magic, that would have been believable to me because they tried everything else. They had a fucking telepathic girl fuck mm -hmm. his shit up, as we'll get to later. They threw I wouldn't Corey believe Feldman that. at him and it didn't work. Right. But it worked three times. Um, or once. But not um, Corey Feldman. It for... worked the once. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, is like, I would have believed that because Jason is inherently magic. You introduced magic into uh, Friday the 13th after I, like after his first canonical death. And he came back. So I, I would have been totally bought that. When you add the person, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. So that's, so, that one is, it's just bad. And that is why that one hell. is at number it 10. You can go to hell. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's fine. To call it the final Friday and then follow it up is just laughable. But it's also the, the movie second that's time better. That, it's the second time that the franchise does that, which is extra funny to me. This is the second time that this series of movies it's is like, this is the last itself. one, but it's totally not. Um, it, you know what's sad is when you look in... Sorry, when you look into the rejected screenplays for this one, they are so much better. Oh, I bet. I, I mean, yeah. I, again, uh, to to go back to something you and I talked about at the top of the horror movie tropes episode, part mm -hmm. one, um, <laughs> is that uh, neither you nor I have ever made a horror movie or a movie of any type. Um, so uh, when we're talking crap, we're we, we I appreciate the that people like put together a plan and sat down and they made this movie and that there was a director and I appreciate the acting, the 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 work, the extras, the people who've had to put together like the craft service table. Like I appreciate all of the human effort that went into making this movie. I just don't appreciate the movie. Yeah, like <laughs> you know? I appreciate your hard work to make it. But I'm disappointed in the fault. Yeah, like yeah. So um that being said, part nine or or number nine, I nine. man, number yeah. nine number nine part eight. Jason takes Jason Manhattan. takes Manhattan. And so here there are a litany of reasons as to why we uh don't like this movie. And if you're wondering why I'm doing a lot of talking on this, because me and Katie haven't started to disagree yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna let One, him have his say until we the reason to the top. <laughs> the reason why Jason takes Manhattan is at number ten, even though it's a very close, um, very close to their like their neck and neck. One, it establishes his uh, point of view on sexual assault. Jason don't fucking take like stand for it. So if Jason Voorhees doesn't like it, then think about that. Because there's a scene in it where this girl is being accosted in an alley by uh, these like thugs, and Jason kills all of them, lets the girl go. Typically, you would assume that Jason Voorhees would kill the girl, too. Here's the thing, though, is Jason only kills people who partake in consenting sexual acts. So that means Jason Voorhees understands what consent is. Which makes him smarter than the average frat boy. So put, like, put that, like, let that sink in, right? Literally, um, my only bullet point for this was that I always call it Jason's big day out. Right. That's, that's the only thing I had to say about this. Otherwise, kind of just whatever. Also, with that, you get to you get the great scene of uh, him 
boxing on the rooftop and literally uppercutting dude's fucking head off, which is which is amazing. That's what puts it the point above Jason goes to hell. Okay, but now here's why it's so far down the list. Jason doesn't take Manhattan until there's 20 minutes left in this fucking movie. Yeah, don't think that Jason takes Manhattan if there ain't no Manhattan taken. Yeah. Like, most of it, it should have been, like, Jason's, like, like day on a ship. Because he's on a cruise ship that's hosting, like, a prom or the graduation party for a bunch of high schoolers. And he's j- just on it and, like, fucking people up. But he doesn't get to Manhattan. And last time I checked, I'm pretty sure if you actually watch that movie through, they weren't actually going to Manhattan during that, like, ride. Also, I'm pretty sure um, Camp Crystal Lake is pretty far away. From oh, Manhattan. Oh no. Uh, and it's a lake, and I'm pretty sure like it's not. It doesn't in- empty out into the ocean. So there's a lot of geographical questions I have about this that I need answered. It raises questions for you, but I got to tell you, the number of fucks I give about Jason takes Manhattan is like negative. Yeah. It's um, just not so far negative as Jason goes to hell. Th- yeah. So that is why it's ranked at the bottom. And that is why it's not number 10. Number eight is part six. Is this confusing enough? Jason lives. Okay, so, uh, fuck. Jason lives is, um, that is the, that is when Tommy Jarvis is at his oldest. Yes, this is him human lightning rotting Jason back to life. Wait, yes. Is it? That's yeah, really it is. You're right. I, it is the only, yeah. the only note yeah. I put next to it was I was like, yeah, this you're is right. Dumb, like human lightning rod resurrection scene. Like, yeah. So that is that is that is the movie that fully establishes that Jason Voorhees is a madman because he gets stabbed a fucking uh, a lightning rod to bring him back to life. That Tommy Jarvis, I'm pretty sure. I don't think Tommy Jarvis was intending to happen. I See, think it I was accidental. Know, because it winds up getting his friend, like, immediately killed, and then Tommy goes to the police, and he spends half the movie more distracted by the police and the poli- the sheriff's hot daughter than he does, like... Yeah, which, point of order, best dad in oh, yeah, the entire... Yeah. Yeah, you have a dude who has a random... see many dads who, like, actually, like, try to be good at their jobs or, like, do right by their kids in horror movies. Yeah, because you can, if you watch this movie at a, with a cursory glance, you can just kind of think that, like, he's being a dick to Tommy. But no, the, he knows Tommy has a, like, Tommy is a suspect of him, because he just came he in was... saying his friend was murdered. He had been in a mental institution and had a history of violent outbursts. He was present at a, like, a prior massacre when he was a child. And he's randomly just coming in and telling people that a dead serial killer is back, is back alive. That dad has every right to, like, tell his daughter, hey, stay the fuck away. He may be a killer. Uh, and granted, in, like, horror movie logic, how none... mediocre late 80s hot he is. He might be a killer. Yeah, and the thing, though, is, like, this, this up until that point is operating on real-world rules, so no one is going to believe that this kid, this guy is back from, like, Jason's back from the dead. So he has no point of reference to think that he's telling the truth. So... Like yeah. the, the shark jumping point because I mean the next film chronologically gets us um the psychic girl. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is accident, but this is the like 
ta-da, here's the hokiness. This is not just a masked, like, loony out in the woods Mm -hmm. massacring people or a copycat or his mother. This is actually just, like, silliness. Uh, Yeah. This is where that comes in. Yeah, and here's, and there's a bunch of continuity errors, like, compounded on top of that, too. Because uh, Tommy Jarvis, and cause he's in three movies, canonically known as the uh, Tommy Jarvis uh, saga. Uh, in the prior movie, he was like he was a teenager to early 20s who had violent outbursts and didn't socialize. And this movie, he he's is fully social. He's, he's fully socialized. He has people skills. But at the end of the prior movie, it was uh, highly insinuated that Tommy was going to become the new Jason Voorhees. Um, but nothing ever happens to that. Well, they kind of like they tried to hint at that twice because they hinted at it at the beginning of the one where he's a kid, or at the end of the one where he's a kid too. Yeah, like, but they never do anything with it, which is a com- it's a completely wasted plot line that would have been a better movie than Jason Takes Manhattan, would have been a better movie than um, Jason Lives, and would have been a better movie than uh, uh, Final Chapter. Um, so, part seven. Or number seven is part seven. Seven. The mm-hmm. New Blood, which is yes. the one immediately following Jason Lives, where the psychic girl resurrects Jason on accident, which is a thing that happens a lot. And um, uh, I have my my thumbnail from when you and I talked about this initially. The, the note I have underneath this is, this movie is very lucky that the previous movie existed. <laughs> otherwise it would be the stupidest it is very close to being the stupidest movie um but here's the thing the prior movie sets it up to be reasonable and the subsequent later movies still make it reasonable in comparison and then you have like just an amazing fight scene. It's the only fight scene, I think, in uh, Friday the 13th, you actually get to see Jason, like, taken. Like, he gets fucked up by the psychic girl. I mean, it's, it's just it's pretty impressive uh and overall it's like it's just more entertaining to watch uh and they they get all of the she's a psychic plot points out like i think within the okay. first like 30 uh-huh. 30 40 minutes all that stuff is just dealt out the rest of it it's just like oh she's gonna have to fight jason yeah so uh like i don't dislike seven seven sometimes to me if i'm in the right mood is the right type of silly you know um I don't really have anything else to say about Seven, though, which is why it's just number seven. Yeah. If it had anything else going for it, it would be number six. Number six is Friday the 13th, The New Beginning. This is Mm -hmm. the second film featuring Tommy Jarvis. So in this one, Tommy Jarvis is in a, um, he's in like a halfway house coming out of an influence. Just keep in mind, Tommy Jarvis was witness to a massacre uh, as a child, and straight up fucking marked Jason, I think, when he was, like, 11, right? That would fucking mentally damage a little lot of people. So he doesn't have a lot of people skills, but out of fear of Jason ever coming back, uh, like, got really used to, like, like, he learned how to fight. So he's incredibly violent, and he fucking, like, elbow drops this one, like, dick into a table. He not elbow drops, that's a different thing. But you get what I like. Uh, Batista bombs the some bitch. It's pretty impressive. So this is one that um, this is one where the killer isn't Jason. This is the only movie, uh, except in the, the first, first one. one, 
where actually it's the only movie where Jason is introduced as the actual killer, like past number one, where Jason is actually established as the killer. Jason has where it's existed not, at all. Like, yeah, as a, in the capacity of a serial killer. Yeah. Um, where it is not Jason Bourne. Um, so the plot is essentially, it takes up um, immediately after uh, the prior uh, the prior movie. And um, the, spo- I'm not going to do spoiler alerts on this. You've had so many fucking years to watch this movie. It is a paramedic. Like this paramedic son is killed at the halfway house because he's also uh, mentally unstable. And that's, I don't think he actually lives there. I think he's just, or he's, he's not all there. I think he just stays there while his dad is working. Um, and he's killed by the dick tip that Tommy Batista bombs into a table. Um, no, different dick tip. That one gets different, arrested. Different one. Yeah, because that one yeah. gets arrested. Uh, this one kind of, it, for some reason, it bothers me that the very first kill of this film has literally like nothing to do with the rest of the movie other than, I guess, technically being the instigating incident that causes the other guy to lose his mind. But uh, yeah, so this is Roy Burns is, oh my gosh, Roy Burns is the killer? What a twist, because it's not really much of a twist. You can totally see it coming. The it, It's not subtle at all in its uh, execution. But I do think it's interesting that they decided they were like, well, we just killed Jason off, but we want to make another one of these movies before we resort to some silly magic stuff, which happens a film later. Yeah. And then it also dives into the concept of um, it's the second movie to like allude to the trauma that the survivors of Jason's um, attacks have, because yeah, yeah, and because he has like flashbacks of Jason, he sees Jason, and so it's just very like it's one of the only movies I think from the aside from the second movie that actually delves into like that, into that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so. It also has some issues, which is why it's number yeah. six. No, it, this is another one where it's like, it's cringy, and it's it's like, it's fine. It's, it's Some of the kills are interesting, but it, it's just fine. You know? it's, yeah, it's not as good as it could have been, uh, but it, it's not the worst. But here's where the scale starts to tip, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Number five, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which it was not. Yeah. So that is the, is the first. the beginning of the Tommy Jarvis yeah that's the first Tommy Jarvis movie uh and that one um there's a group of teenagers going to the campus lake house like there's just a bunch of lake houses around that area to go party uh fun fact it stars the dad from uh back to the future in it um uh yes Crispin Glover yeah and um I wouldn't say it stars him, but he's, he's in it. He's in it. <laughs> and, uh, it definitely like, doesn't star him. And then, so those teenagers are doing that. Then Tommy Jarvis and his family are over on another lake house doing their other thing. Uh, yeah. So the this reason is why this when we, we were talking about this one, this I was like, is this the one with the hot dad character? And you were like, I think you mean the hot hitchhiker, like stranger character. But yes, you're right. And I was like, thank you for correcting me. But yes, we both knew immediately the character I was talking about. And but with this, um, it also so the reason why this one is number five is there is some shit dialogue in this movie and some shit acting. Um, it's like a, it's a scene where the girl comes down and she's just like, oh God. But it's, it's like the, the line delivery of like, oh, God. oh I, 
go, go, go. Yeah. It's like you realize it's like you realized you left uh, your laundry and the um and the wash for too long, but you realize you actually don't care that much about it. So you don't care that it's gonna be mildewy and you're just kind of comfortable throwing it away. Like, oh god, oh god. Done. Just another Charlie. thing to deal with. Have you done that? Yeah. Wow. I have a bunch of towels. Uh so like when I had Mochi, my my old dog, I like she like I had a stack of laundry that I was getting ready to like um, put away. Mochi came and like peed on all of it. And I was like, you know what? I wanted new towels anyway. <laughs> so you just yeah. threw them away? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh because I also didn't want to put dog pee blankets in a shared laundry thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, nice of you, I suppose. Um whatever. so back to Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> um yeah, no, so we've done pretty good at the t- uh, keeping the tangents to a minute. Yeah, we have, haven't we? Um <laughs> Uh, this one has Corey Feldman in it, which just just quick little sidebar. I can't wait to do an episode about the Lost Boys. I love that movie so much. I could like if you put it on and started it right now, I could probably quote it from beginning to end. Inflections and everything. I would even probably sing the saxophone solo. <laughs> so, um, so someday know that Corey Feldman has reminded me we will have a Lost Boys throwback episode. Um, but yeah, no, this one is, this one's kind, it's just all right. Um, this is, this is the one that has the pot smoking guy who reminds me of Ethan in it too. You know exactly the character I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Yeah. Reminds me of my friend Ethan. And I, every time I watch this one, I think I was like, oh, I should give him a text. Um, but, uh, but that's really all I have to say about this one. It's the beginning of Tommy Jarvis. I think it's my favorite version of Tommy Jarvis because it's just this dwar- dweeby, nerdy little kid who likes special effects makeup and stuff and who is like, I'm going to play some fucking mind games with this psycho. It's great. Yeah. It's like this, I think it's this only set, it's like second character to ever like actually mind fuck Jason. Yeah. And to be like, hey, I'm you. You're hallucinating. You know actually what's knowing know what's going on. And then like as he's distracted, takes him out of the fucking knees mm-hmm. and then buries a machete in his face. Tommy Jarvis came into this world a bad motherfucker. And he never died in the movies, so we're left to assume that he's still a bad if yeah, not mentally like, unstable. Yeah, definitely definitely scarred and worse for the wear, but he earned it. Number four, Charlie. So I hate you for this. I hate you. For where you made me put this on this list. I think it, it deserves is, to be there. It is unfair. It deserves to be there. And I just want it on the record that I disagree with this movie being ranked only number four on a fucking franchise list that is named for it. It deserves to be there. Friday the 13th, part one, the OG. So this is my... yourself. This is my opinion as to why it's there. So if you look at the movie, um, if you look at the movie comparatively, uh, like as the series goes on, it is not as good as some of the other movies, some of the other entries. It's not as enjoyable to watch. Uh, it doesn't have, well, it does have a, like better writing than a couple of them or most of them. There are ones that have more memorable moments. There are ones that have better dialogue. There are ones that delve into other shit. Uh, there are ones that have better kills. And the thing is, this movie is forgettable. Case in point, how many people do you know 
who, when you ask them, like, who's the ki- who's the killer in the original Friday the 13th, say Jason Voorhees and not Pamela. Um, the people I'm talking to? General people, average people. General, normal people probably don't know that, but... I, like, yeah. I don't usually it, hang out with a lot of normal people anyway. Okay, another case in point. In the uh, 2014, 2015 remake? 2012 remake? 20, 2009. 2009, Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, 2009 remake, they don't even reference Pamela Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah, you, when you threw that out, I was like, okay, fuck you, fine. It also cost uh, Drew Barrymore her life in Scream. It, that's how forgettable this thing is. It's responsible for a death. A, a fake death, but you know what? That In that world, it was a real death. Because in that world, Friday the 13th is a movie series. So, I, you know what? I, yeah, it deserves to be there. It, mm, okay. I am not going to argue with you about it deserving, like, first or second place. Because you've made your points about first and second place, about why they deserve to be where they are. But I definitely disagree with you choosing to put part, or the first one, below part three. Are you out of your mind? I understand your logic. And when I told Nate, I I went to my husband and I was like, my brother's suggesting the stupidest shit. And he took your side and I... I haven't, we're working through it. I haven't forgiven him for it yet. But he threw out the point that number three being part three makes sense because Jason gets his iconic mask and it's like Jason being his Jasoniest. And Jason goes for broke. But Charlie, the 3D effects are unforgivable. Yeah. The you know what you do there? The 3D is unforgivable. You know what you do there? Don't watch it in 3D. And don't no, tell me but, the like, first. You still get the gratuitous, like, look what I'm doing on our webcam right now. You still get that yeah. constantly throughout. But the number day. one is just as bad, and your your defense of number one isn't actually a defense because it doesn't apply to it. Because you said number one has a twist ending. I I I argue that if you introduce a character who hasn't been mentioned through the entirety of the movie, Not and true. have them be they the Pamela Voorhees in the beginning of the movie. They do. They yeah, mention she's that not old a... Miss Voorhees lost her, like, she went kind of crazy after her son died. They mention it. It is the rifle on the wall. Yeah, but you don't see her, which isn't a twist. If they introduce a character as a potential threat or as having a potential motive for it, and they actually are the killer, that's not a twist. It's never suggested that it's anybody else in the entire movie, except for maybe the weird, uh, the weird guy, like the, uh, the homeless guy. Or not the homeless guy, the, uh, yo, you better stay away, the weird old guy. Yeah. Has never insinuated that it's anybody else besides Pamela Voorhees or Jason Voorhees. Yeah. But, like, the second you see Pamela on the screen, like, oh, okay, yeah. It's not like, oh, my God, mind blown. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like... It's an Agatha Christie, Alfred Hitchcock level, Arthur Conan Doyle style twist, okay? Although I will say, to reference Sherlock Holmes, you're like, if you haven't physically seen... I I can't, like, hey, like, no. It's not, it's not a Sherlock, it's not Sherlock Holmes, it's not Agatha Christie. It is literally watching someone take Chekhov's gun, watch, was watching Chekhov pull out his gun, say, hey, this is a gun, I could shoot you with this. Or I could shoot any. 
and then just firing it randomly into a crowd and killing some. It, it it's not like hidden. It's not like maybe. It's like I yeah, that's entirely possible. Okay, and your problem with that is that what you said it was a twist, and it's not a twist. Okay, so that was your defense you and for I it. Ever talked about it? You still didn't like that ending? No, I said it was a viable. I think it's a viable ending. I just don't think it's as good as the ones in front of it. Well, I disagree about part three, but because just as part three has that atrocious 3D, like shoving it down your throat. Hey, remember, this is 3D, that thing going on. And I just like part three, I forgot happened. Like that, that was a problem for me. Like I got distracted while watching part three and I came back and then when you're like, hey, let's do this, I I did like, I binged the Dead Meat series just as a refresher because I did not have time this week to rewatch 10 of these movies. Um, So I did the refresher on this and I was like, oh yeah, that movie happened. Huh. Yeah, it's also where you see Jason like at his finest. I mean, I would say it's definitely the beginning of like Jason being Jason as you think of him, I suppose, with the mask mm-hmm. and the, like, I get it, but I don't have to like it. I'm just, I yeah. want it on the record that I disagree. I think three and four should be flipped, but whatever. No. 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 Number two. Number two is number two. Is part two. So one introduces the character of Jason. It follows up with the main character from the first one in the first, uh, like, what, 15-ish minutes? Where you actually see, oh, hey, he, he kills her. He gets revenge. It starts asking the question of, how the fuck did Jason Voorhees stay like stay alive? What the fuck happened? Is he like an undead creature out for revenge now? No, he's he just just, just, just a, a mountain man. Just a mountain man. Just yeah. a wild man living out in the woods. Yeah. And one, it actually has the character, the first character, to be like, uh, true mind fuck Jason. As someone actually delve into like, this is how I would defeat Jason. Uh, they really love to shoehorn in like, hey, remember, she has a child psychology degree, mm-hmm. but like, and they also, it works. I mean, like, it's kind of a lamer Chekhov's gun, but I guess it's fine. They also <laughs> like, shoehorn in that she's pregnant. She, or I thought it was a different character. The main, I'm pretty sure it's the main character, the one with the psych- uh, child psychology degree. See, I completely missed that. Like, it's, it's in one ear, out there. Yeah, there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of like, uh, insinuation. Like in the first one, when she shows up late, he, uh, she said, I'll never be, I'll never be late again with like the pronunciation on late. And then like, there's a bunch of references where she like keeps trying to tell him something. Am I that And he stupid? won't. I yes. think I'm that dumb. Yes, you <laughs> okay. are. It's, yeah, even, it's even in the dead beat thing that you watched. I actually, I, um, yeah, it just, in one ear, out the other. Um, this is why, so bad. this is why you don't get to put number one. This is why I gave you your way. Okay. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, so, okay. Um, I genuinely like part two, which is why I feel bad suddenly for like, did I totally miss that? I also think uh, Lumberjack overalls uh, Jason with like the flannel and the bag over his head is actually scarier than Rocky Mass Jason. Agreed. Because that's some real world shit. Yeah, it's um, it's re- very reminiscent of an episode coming up for you and I, where we talk about the Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Yeah, and so we'll talk about that when the time comes. But like, you can't tell me that there's never been actually we can actually prove that there was someone who went around in umber- lumberjack overalls, flannel, with a, like a series of farm equipment 
uh, and fucking murdered people with a fucking flower sack on their head. Uh, because it's happened. We can prove that it's happened. Um, yeah. But that that is why uh, you have part two at number two. Yeah. So part two is solid. And at first you were like, well, which one's your favorite? And I was like, okay, well, it's like part one and then part two. And then as we got to arguing, I was like, okay, no, you have convinced me that part two is better than part one. Reluctantly. Okay. But then... When we stopped and we looked, we realized that there's only one correct answer. For oh, I knew there was only one, one correct answer. I knew there was only. It's the most enjoyable, and I have a scientific theory for why it I deserves why. to be number one. But Charlie, hit us. Number one, the most enjoyable Friday the Thirteenth movie is Jason X. Jason goes to space. Jason goes to the future. Yeah. So just a refresher on this one, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it in a while. Uh, starts off, Jason gets fucking destroyed. Like, fucking fucked up by um, the military, or FBI, call Night Zombie. He gets taken back, put in cryo. Uh, you get a nice little uh, Cron- Daddy Cronenberg uh, cameo in there. Um, he gets frozen, people forget he fucking existed. Um, fast forward, it's in the future. You have a bunch of archaeologists, um, archaeology students, because they can't just be fucking adults for whatever reason, uh, like normal fucking people. Uh, find them, dig them up, reanimate them with fucking nanobots, because whatever. Because they can. Uh, and it's not shenanigans. Magic. True. And shenanigans ensue because Friday the 13th in space. But there's space shenanigans. Yeah. Future space shenanigans. And it has. I... It's it has, got the sex robot. <laughs> it has a sex robot. The shadow kill is the best. <laughs> it has the um, it has the screw kill, the uh, sex robot, the uh, nitro. Um, oh god, it's a uh, the frozen uh, face kill. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, uh, nitrogen, like the ni- nitrogen uh, kill. Yeah, the liquid nitrogen kill. Uh, the uh, hollow deck. Yes! Uh, oh my gosh, it's one of the, like, every now and then I will, like, send the clip just to Nathan, because when I asked him, well, Charlie and I are going to try and rank the Friday the 13th movies, and he was like, well, Jason X is number one. <laughs> uh, and I was like, why would you say that? And this, he came to this conclusion before you and I ever talked about it. And he was like, because of the hollow deck kill where he takes the the sleeping bag and he just fucking whacks it across the tree. It's the best. It's so good. Um, it's just, it's a good movie. And it deserves to be number one just because it's, it's so okay. fucking Can enjoyable. Backtrack that though. It, it, it's a good movie. It's a very entertaining movie. It is not a good film. <laughs> no, okay, it's not a good film if you it base it on like, like textbook film stuff. It's not great. But if you break it on the scale of enjoyableness, it's mm-hmm. not fun. Okay, and I have a theory for why this is. So with movies specifically, but I think across genres of entertainment, there's this correlation between like how stupid something is and how bad something is and how enjoyable it is. It's a negative correlation to a certain extent. I, but I believe there is a threshold, a, like, a, a, a turning point on that graph where suddenly the relationship between stupid and enjoyable becomes positively inclined drastically. <laughs> Can I tell you what I think it is? Huh? 
Can I tell you uh, what I think that point is in this movie? What do you think that point is? The first minute. The first minute. Like literally the first minute the of the show. Second where they, fucking thing the, starts. They've called in like the FBI and the like the what? military and they're so just the, like. Here's the thing, though. That part makes sense. It's it makes it, sense for the FBI to get involved eventually with one of the greatest mass murderers of all time in that universe. It makes sense for like that, right? That like the FBI would eventually investigate. Because you have a bunch of people who survive it saying it was, it's the fact this movie exists is when it makes that positive this, turn. Yeah, this like, movie existing is so stupid that it's good. And, and, and if you're looking for an actual moment in the movie, it's when the sex robot becomes a killing machine. And decides to fight. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and then the second part is when Jason becomes super Jason. Yes. Yeah. When he fuses with the nanobots, and he, yes, um, there's a moment. And the Nathan third and I, part. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. There's so many. Is moments. when uh, the badass sergeant rides Jason like a fucking space cowboy into Earth's atmosphere. There's Earth's a, atmosphere. There's a moment where they think they've they're like on the escape pod or something, and they think they've gotten away from them, and like they've got their back to the window. And I was like, "No, motherfucker! Have you never seen any of these movies? Never turn your back to a window when there's a Jason about." And then, sure enough, just like pow, right through the window. I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's so bad. It's so good. And that's why it's number one. And that's why it's number one is because you suggested it be number one and Nathan suggested it be number one. And I was like, no, guys, that's stupid. But then the longer I sat and I was like, fuck, I love that movie. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Rest my case. Oh, it's so good. You know so, what is impossible to explain to someone, though? Someone who's never seen Jason X, who's never Jason. sat through it, to try Jason to X. explain to them why it deserves to be number one yeah because they're like that sounds so dumb and i'm like i know but you have to be there you have to sit through it yeah so people are probably wondering why we didn't put uh the remake of, of uh Freddy and, uh free versus jason on this list and there are two reasons uh one it's a remake like you could you make an argument that Freddy versus jason is actually the continuation of jason Goodell. But considering it was in like development limbo for like ten fucking years, uh, I wouldn't. and it wasn't great, and essentially has so many fucking Hollywood references, including a character that is just supposed to be an homage to fucking uh, Jay and Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, get to be with honest. And Freddy versus Jason is kind of its own thing, you know, because yeah. I would argue that that Jason is like the least Jasoniest Jason. Yeah, I make an argument that that Jason and that Freddy actually exist outside of their actual yeah. movie universes. Like, there's a parallel universe. It is universe. not like Alien versus Predator, where they've managed to like try and figure out a way, like some weird construed way, where the two canons can exist simultaneously. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah, because like. And also, it, don't fact check me on that, because I feel like if you listen closely, you can already hear my husband screaming at me about well, no, canon you look in the universe and not. Well, here's the thing: is they actually they took it, they took uh, aliens and they introduced them into the Predator uh, history. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't it doesn't exclude the concept that Predators eventually uh, found aliens and learned how to breed them. It just says that Predators didn't create them. That sounds like a different episode to me. Yes, it does. 
Um, so thank you guys for joining us. If you don't like uh, how we stack rank this, if you disagree or think you're better at this than us, start your own podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you think you can do better. Charlie, you've just instantly created thousands of rival podcasts. I don't give a go. shit. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. As you say, chuck it. In the and bucket, the fuck it, bucket. But hey, thank you for joining us this week. Um, and we're going to be putting out uh, a lot of content, hopefully all on schedule, uh, if the weather doesn't fuck me over again. Um, I actually had to replace a solid state drive on my computer, which I was not happy about. Um, but hey, thank you for joining us. Join us next week.